When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, and special guest Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. <laughs> Rocking out, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Alex, I have to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Oh, and Melina, do you, Melina, do you have an Alexa? No. No, oh, but you do, Alex, right? Yes. Well, apparently now we're good to go. You can just tell your Alexa to play the Tom Bernard Show, and it can do it. How, how do they do that, Andy? That's how. But I mean, <laughs> so you just say Alexa, you play just the say, Tom Bernard Show. 
I'd like to play the Tom yes, Bernard Assuming show, so it's out of beta, which I'm not sure if it is or not. Uh, they told me. Uh, I, Scott would know. Scott Scott told me we were good to go. So uh, Well, all right then. You can, if you're listening, you can just tell your Alexa or ask your Alexa to play. Or No, you would. You'd tell the Alexa, play the Tom Bernard show. So good. We're good to go that way. And uh, are they going to, is Alexa going to be in cars pretty soon, do you think? It already is. It already is. What's it called? Uh, something Connect. Okay, you can do that too. The one in the car, the yeah, connected car, connected car. We're connected car as well, so you can tell connected car to play the Tom Bernard show as well. That's how the world's going, and then uh, you could tell Tony Price to play the Tom Bernard show too, and he'll do it too. I will. Okay, good. Uh, we're in uh, Punta Cana last week. As a matter of fact, at this time, where uh, we were in Punta Cana, and Scott told me we're going to meet with uh, a guy named Tony, and I said, okay, good. That'll be that'll be good, and uh, so we went over. And uh, had a nice meeting. Well, actually, Tony picked us up, and we drove about, oh, 50, 75 feet, something like that, <laughs> over to where you were staying and had a nice meeting. We sat down. At the meeting, I discovered that I've known Tony's wife for years, which is really cool. And I don't even hold that against some- you. And you don't even hold it against me exactly, <laughs> but uh, Tony's wife is a wonderful person, and we're gonna, we're going to get to a great story here and a great thing that's happening. Um, but I got to tell you something. So so Maria is nice enough to tell Tony. Uh, Tony's wife. What 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 is that job actually called? What she does? I refer to it as a, a tobacconist. That's she's a tobacconist. That's, yeah, that's my word for it. Now, where's she from originally? She's from the Dominican Republic. She is from the DR, and she mm-hmm. does because yeah. she, she rolls cigars. She does the whole deal. She's mm-hmm. really, really good with cigars. Yeah, and I I'll, met her on a golf course. I, I, I met her at Midland. I don't know how many years ago. Long, I might have met her at Golden Valley before I met her. At, I saw her at Midland actually. It's a long time ago now. You may have met her before I did. I think that's true. Yeah, but she's always very, very pleasant person. Really easy to talk to. Does a wonderful job. So Tony. Is nice enough to bring uh, a bag of my favorite cigars, which Maria knew about, and uh, they're called Fonseca. And so uh, I have the bag, and I give I give the stuff to Scott to uh, carry. He I don't know he had some with him or whatever. Scott Jameson and I. By the time I got the bag back, half the cigars were gone, Tony. I, you know, once they're in your possession, I have very little control. I understand. But I thought, There's only so much Scott, I can do. Scott gives me the package and half the cigars are just, they came up missing somehow. I don't know how that's possible, but thank you for that again. It was very, very nice. So It might have had something to do with the fact that we were smoking cigars at that meeting. Yeah, but there still should have been a couple left in the bag. There was only one. Well, you're going to so, have to have a private meeting with Scott and figure out what happened. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what we talked about eventually, because I didn't know what the meeting was going to be about, uh, and we had this wonderful conversation. So I find out at the meeting that I know Tony's wife. I've known her for a long time. He gives me these wonderful cigars. And then we begin to talk about something that's very, very important. And instead of asking you questions, Tony, I'd just like you to talk about what you do what it is, the name of the organization, what you plan to do, and how we can help. Wow. that's a, it, We're going to fill it's up a, a whole hour with that, I think. 
Well, well, we'll be fine. The organization is called the Gold Star Ride Foundation. Let me start by saying uh, what a Gold Star Ride is or, or what a Gold Star, what that means. And it actually goes yes. back a little over 100 years. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. And, you know, just in case there's some listeners that, that don't know where it came from. In, during World War I, back uh, 101 years ago, if a boy was drafted out of a family, the family received a, a white flag to hang in the window that had a blue star on it. It was just a simple, square, big blue star. And they would hand it, hang it in the window so when you walked down the street, every time you saw a house that had a blue star in the window, then you knew that somebody from that house was off fighting in the European theater. And if the telegram came that said that that person wasn't going to come home again, it came with another flag that had a gold star on it. And you, the family would take the blue star down and hang the gold star up. And then when you walked past that house and you saw the gold star in the window, then you knew that not only did they have somebody fighting, but they had a funeral too. So that's where it came from, and it kind of disappeared and I got to tip my hat to the American Legion. Sometime in the mid-50s, the American Legion organization decided that they were going to bring back that um, designation. And, and they started referring to families that lost somebody in the military as a Gold Star family. So that's kind of where the terminology comes from. The Gold Star Ride Foundation, which is the organization that I work for, uh, we go pay honor to these families that lost somebody. So... It's, it's a pretty high price that people have to pay in order to qualify for our benefits. Um, mm-hmm. um, but the, the reason that the word ride is in there is because we deliver our benefits in person on motorcycles. So when we go ring a doorbell, before the doorbell rings, you hear anywhere between 75 and 250 motorcycles pulling into your driveway. Jeez. So it's, it's kind of a big deal. It's, it's a very, <laughs> very powerful, powerful experience. I remember the, the very first time I did it, which was about seven and a half years ago or something like that, I was right in the middle of the pack, and I had no idea what was in front of us. I was just enjoying the motorcycle ride. And we pulled into a cul-de-sac, and it was just amazing to me. I'm right in the middle of the pack, and I'm looking at all the houses in the cul-de-sac, and I see the curtains going shut, and I see people peeking around the, the curtains, and they're not sure what's going to happen. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, there wasn't a dry eye in the front lawn because we all got to hear the story, and the emotions were flying. So that's what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. Uh, that's that's kind of our, our mission is to take care of these families. And we leave them with some college money. or, you know, we, I, I like to put my tongue in my cheek and say, uh, we're doing what Lincoln said and we're, we're helping out the widows and orphans. But often, those yeah. ter- often that terminology isn't correct or accurate. I mean, often now we've got uh, uh, women in the theater of war, so we've got, you know, 22-year-old guys whose wives were killed in action. And, uh, you know, so just to call it widows and orphans isn't fair anymore. No, yeah, no, exactly. So I've been doing this for a number of years now, taking care of families around Minnesota for one weekend in September. Went out and did it and, and for a number of years and, and um, came to the conclusion that Minnesota wasn't the only place where Gold Star families existed, and it, it needed to be expanded. And about three years ago, we started expanding it. The Gold Star Ride Foundation was born three years ago, and and uh, our mission now is to take off the first Monday in July, and we're, we're staging a set for Grumpy's in Roseville. So all the motorcycles can mm-hmm. meet us there, and at uh, between 6 and 6.50, we're going to have coffee and donuts, and then we're going to take off from there. And ride into Wisconsin. We're going to visit two Gold Star families in Wisconsin, and then we're going to ride through 
the UP of Michigan and down through Mackinac City. And when we're all done, we'll be on the road for two months. We'll visit 100 families in 49 states covering something like 25,000 miles. You're going to go all the way to Alaska? Yes. Just the southern tip, The only tip, one though. you're missing is Hawaii. Yeah, and yeah, if, well, it's if, far enough. If, if Trump would build that bridge, you know, we'd go to Hawaii, too. Yeah, the bridge to Hawaii. <laughs> the bridge to Hawaii. I, I got to tell, that's, that's, my daughter, Alex, is the one in studio with you there. And I, I got to tell you, Alex, if you want to have a good cry sometime, you just feel like having a good cry, you should watch a movie called The Fighting Sullivans. Oh, because mm-hmm. it's five brothers in Iowa, and they go off to World War II. Five brothers, very, very close-knit family, inseparable family, as a matter of fact. During the Great Depression, the five boys go off to fight in World War II, and there are five blue stars in the window of the Sullivan House in Iowa, right? Well, one day a car pulls up, and two military men get out of the car and knock on the door, and the mother, with tears in her eyes, says, do you remember what she said? Tony, have you seen the movie? I actually have not seen it. It's a true story, by the way. I'm familiar with the story, but I never saw the movie. The movie is unbelievably good. So they knock on the door, and the mother answers the door tearfully, and she said, which one of my boys is dead? And the guy says, all five. Oh, my God. Why would oh. anyone ever watch that? No. <laughs> exactly. Why would you ever? Uh, since the Fighting Sullivans, that's uh, that was the name of the family, and that's the name of the movie, since that happened, you are not allowed to serve in the same area as a family member. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore. All five boys got killed because they served in the exact same unit. Oh, so it was in the same they, accident or whatever? It wasn't, it wasn't an accident. Well, <laughs> no, it was yeah. not an accident. Incident? It is a phenomenal movie. If you want to know what the, what the Gold Star Ride is all about, you should watch The Fighting Sullivans because it's, it is unbelievably good. And it will tell you exactly how touching this is. Tony, I talked to you about uh, it's not only people who get killed serving overseas it affects their some people's lives for the rest of their lives in a lot of cases their lives are not very long correct that's true in fact every wednesday wednesday is check-in day for the guys that came home with ptsd and i've got a number of them on my cell phone my my little alarm rings and i send out text messages to check on everybody with ptsd that's in my contact list so any if you know anybody who's got ptsd wednesday's the day just Say hi. Send them a message and let them know you're thinking about them and stuff like that. But that PTSD is a that's um, a, a dangerous and slow killer, and the suicide rate among people who come home from the military is way too high. Anyway, I I think the last numbers I saw were something like thirty people a day are committing suicide yeah. because of PTSD, and I don't think those numbers are accurate. They don't take into account an awful lot of things, and and we talked about this a little bit too. The you know the guys with PTSD who driving down the road and they just decided they had enough so the car goes into a bridge or or you know the people who are uh, committing suicide by police or uh, just, just any number of things that uh, um, people are doing to end their own lives uh, even somebody who's got PTSD who decides that they're gonna smoke three packs of cigarettes a day it's a real slow right. method of I mean we've got all the information we know what cigarettes do it's printed right on the box right so if you're smoking three packs right. a day I think we can understand what your mission is but yeah, we uh, yeah, no question uh, about. It. In in fact, the um, I'll I'll tell this quick story here. The, again, the same place that I went to that cul-de-sac where all the people closed their windows and stuff. Uh, the spokesman for the group went up and rang the doorbell and and um, 
I want to try to get the names. <laughs> but we'll call him uh, the woman would be Mary because I don't like to repeat that real names anyway. So Mary yeah, comes out. Sure. Mary's 22 years old, and she's holding an infant in her arms, and she's got a toddler clinging to her knee. Uh, and she's standing at the front door. And remember, you got 125 leather-clad, helmet-wearing, sunglasses, cigarettes dripping from their lips. The smell of oil and burnt rubber is everywhere. Uh, bandanas, earrings, piercings, all of this stuff is, is, is just completely filled the front yard. And the spokesman starts talking about him. And Mary was... Mary married her high school sweetheart, and I'll call him Bob. And Bob was really good friends with John. They went through grade school and junior high together, high school together. When they graduated, they joined the Army and the buddy system. So Bob and John are off in Afghanistan, and they run over an IED. And half of their vehicle gets blown up, and, and John just disappears. It's just, you know, there's speckles and spatters from him all over the place, and he's, he's just gone. Well, Bob is diagnosed then with PTSD, and they put him in a hospital in uh, Los Angeles. Why they put him there, I'm, I still don't have any clue why they would do something like that. Uh, but uh, after 60 days being in the hospital with PTSD, they said, that's as much as we can do for you. We're going to turn you loose. And the short story here is that six days later, he committed suicide. Well, personally, I don't like to call that a suicide. I like to call that an IED aftershock. There. Yep. Um, so the, the government, because the government is wise, said that suicides don't have anything to do with military, so all her benefits were cut off. So here we have this 22-year-old 20, twenty two year old girl with two kids, and now she's looking at being a welfare mom because everything has been cut off from her. Now our organization pitched in, and we sent her back to school, and she's now a productive member of society. It's been you know eight years since we went to see her and stuff. So everything is good there. Uh, but that's the kind of families that we're looking for and that's the kind of people that we're trying to help and that's an example of how uh, PTSD can be really harmful for a long time we will be right back just a very quick break we'll talk about how we're involved in this and how you can be involved in this Tom Bernard show hi this is Tom if you spend any time at the lake you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends let flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems you see flows passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutrimost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutrimost Plymouth location. And those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutrimost is so easy. And they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL, 
and as an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. What do you think of that, Tony? Molina's playing a little bit of uh, motorcycle riding. Yeah, music. I was just thinking that's a perfect bumper music for the subject of hundreds of motorcycles rolling down the road. It is unbelievable. Okay, July. Let's go to July. And by the way, what what you uh, are talking about? I want to talk about the the golf card. Uh, now you're pulling you're pulling a trailer that has big banners on the side of it. Is that correct? We are. We are, and we actually still have room to put other banners on that trailer. So if you'd like to have something advertised for a 25,000-mile trip that goes to 49 states, our vehicle is a perfect spot. It is, absolutely. How can people reach out to you? The best place is the website, goldstarride.org. Everything is available there. Goldstarride.org. Yeah. The uh, sponsorship opportunities are spelled out pretty good. The descriptions of what we do are all there. Our contact information is there, and that's the best way to reach out for us. There's some donate buttons there if you're just looking for that. Yeah, donating would be a great idea, too. That, this mm-hmm. cannot be a cheap endeavor, I wouldn't think. Well, it's not. It's not. The biggest thing that it takes, however, is man hours. So we're, we do have room for a few more volunteers who like to make phone calls. Um, the logistics of this undertaking are difficult to put into words, but basically we've got donations coming from small mom-and-pop businesses around the country. So when we have to stop for lunch, for example, there's a restaurant there that's going to feed us. And when we want to stop for the night in a hotel, there's a local hotel that's taking care of us. And uh, That's wonderful. We, but a, a lot of the logistics of that to say, okay, we're going to be there at 645 on August 11th. Um, it, it takes a lot of time on the phone and it takes a lot of people to make all those phone calls. And we're pretty fortunate that we have a good team of hardworking individuals we've got room for a couple more volunteers if somebody wants to make some phone calls for us that's wonderful now that one banner you're going to put up on on the trailer and it's a big trailer by the way it's it's a 23 footer uh, 23 footer but the one banner you're going to put up on there might scare people away from what i hear uh well well, it hasn't uh you, you know we haven't actually printed anything on the side of that trailer yet not we, yet. We've we've just done some mock-ups on the computer so we can see what they would look like. Well, I just want I just want to make sure that the when the Tom Bernard Show banner goes up there that it doesn't scare people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure that you get final say on what it looks like. So if it does scare people so, away, you get to hold that responsibility all to yourself. What you're going to do <laughs> is uh, uh, you're going to check in with us from the road once in a while, as often as you'd like. Actually, that's up to you, Tony. But you're going to check in on your two-month ride. It leave, mm-hmm. Which day in July does, does it leave? The first Monday. So we're actually going to do... First uh, Monday in July. Yeah, that, the last day in June, and the, June 30th and July 1st, I think. Um, okay. We're doing a, a parking lot party at Grumpy's up there in Roseville. We'll have bands playing and cigars burning and drinks flowing. And Jim, Jim Beam will be there so we all can drink smart. You can drink smart with but Jim Beam. It, the good people at Jim Beam say every time I say their name, I have to say drink smart. Yeah, I so. understand that. There you go. I understand it completely. 
Well, so, it's great. That, it, it's great that they stepped up in any case. It, it's it's wonderful. Again, it's goldstarride.org is the place to go. Um, how, and you said a couple of months. Do you know? Do you know if you can make that? Can can you make it all in two months? Well, you know, I came home from the Navy with, uh, well, now I think they call me 70% disabled. There's not very many things that I can do for long periods of time anymore. I can't swing a golf club at all anymore. Well, so, you know, you won't find me in a golf course unless I'm pouring drinks and lighting cigars. But uh, um, one thing I have found that I can do for long periods of time is sit on that motorcycle. So as long yeah, as that's what go. I'm doing, as long as that's what I'm doing, I've got a custom seat on my bike and it takes care of me pretty good and... And I have demonstrated that I can sit there for a long time. I can't sit in the chair I'm in right now for, you know, a long period of time, but I can sit on that motorcycle for a long time. So I'm pretty that sure that we wonderful. can pull it off this year. I might not be the right person to do it next year, but I'm pretty sure I can get it done this year. I got a text from uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, the Ford plant in Louisville, Kentucky. Joe's asking, does Ford sponsor you guys? Not yet. All right, Joe, you got your answer there. If you know somebody at Ford that can step up, that's, that'd be that's. We're already getting texts from uh, around the country. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. Keep them coming. See yeah, if you can blow his phone up. <laughs> can, is, exactly. it, is that something that can happen? Can a phone blow up if it gets too many text messages? I, I would hope not. But uh, the great news about this is, it, so you don't have a car sponsor yet. So Ford could sponsor the Gold Star ride. No, we do have a couple of uh, local dealerships that have stepped up and thrown some stuff our yeah. way, but we don't have a national yeah. sponsor yet. That's wonderful. We, we don't have a. Uh, Joe from Louisville says, "I will see what I can do." Joe's a pretty persuasive guy. I will tell you that. Uh, Joe is sounds like it. Joe's originally from Minnesota. Actually, to tell you the truth, originally from Minnesota, works hard. He understands the whole uh, situation as well. He absolutely understands the situation. So uh, could be Ford right next to the Tom Bernard Show banner. There you go. That'd be good. I, I think that'd even, be great. That might drive him away. And we'll even It'll drive a Ford and. We'll put some stuff on powered by Ford on the truck that pulls the trailer. I like it. We, we'll put it all over. I think it's. I think it is wonderful. So, so June thirtieth, July first is the party out at Grumpy's in Roseville. A couple of days of partying before you go. Yeah, we just confirmed that last week. That's wonderful. And Grumpy's said, has been pretty good to us too. Yeah, yeah we'll, that's what I understand. Yeah, they've they've uh, made some donations to us. We got to do a lot of things with Grumpy's. We got some. Uh, things coming up with grumpies as well so we got some we're going to be with grumpies doing some fundraising for northeast art of world week or whatever that is and we're still working out those details too yeah we have All a lot right, of fun so with grumpies maria is going to have to carry the entire load for two months huh now she's coming along is she really she's riding behind that's me wonderful yep she's riding behind uh, me we, she's got a she's now got quite a staff of people who she's trained very well to do what she does when she can't be there she has a snazzy new car. You showed it to me in Punta Cana, so that was that was wonderful. I uh, this show. Well, I hate to break this to you. Show. That was a rental. What? That was a rental. It was a rental car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of stuff in Punta Cana, I've 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 heard you talking a lot about your trip to Punta Cana. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I just wanted to share this with you. When you're in Punta Cana, of course, you go to the resorts and you have a lot of fun and the beach is there. And then you get all of these excursions are presented to you. So you can go deep sea yeah. fishing and, and parasailing and, and, you know, you can do all of these wonderful excursions. You go horse riding or dune buggying or all of this stuff. But 
in my experience with going to visit that area, the greatest excursion that they have to offer is driving. <laughs> Just get in a car and drive and try to drive through because they are so crazy. When it, you know, it's it's third world country roads and third world country yes. obeying of traffic yeah. laws and you know the the traffic lights. The, there <laughs> there are no traffic laws. There are traffic suggestions, and it's you, you know just the idea of of driving through town where the locals live is is just and not to mention the scooters. There's five scooters oh, on the, the road scooters. for five scooters for every car, and you got to try not to hit them. So it that's unbelievable. That's my Two favorite years ago, excursion. Punta Cana. Oh, I understand it. Two years ago in Punta Cana, my first uh, year, we went three years in a row. And Hard Rock did a really nice job. Their food's not the greatest there, but that's the only, my only complaint. But in any case, I'm, we're coming down the road on, on the, on, uh, in the, the, that wasn't a taxi, it was a van. It was pretty much a van. Mm-hmm. And there are five people riding on one small scooter. I couldn't believe it, how they yeah. could get five people on that scooter. Uh, it, they did it, though. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah, we, have the, a, we have a caller so, for Tony. By the way. Oh, we have a caller for Tony. Yeah, we have Bill from Louisville. Tony, you want to take a call? Bill sure. from Louisville. Bill, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Just working like usual. Just working on Fords down in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So, Bill, yes, Tony, sir. Tony, Bill. I, w- I was very close to Louisville last September. Well, you should have called us. You would have took me down to one of the distilleries. Yeah, that would have been fun. That's one of my... <laughs> The products that come out of distilleries are some of my favorite products in the world. Yep. Um, I do have a question. Uh, Jim Beam's made down here. Are you guys going to stop at Jim Beam at all? We haven't confirmed exactly whether or not we'll be able to do that. When we hit uh, Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be in the western half of the state. So we're we're okay. coming up coming up from the south. We'll be going through Arkansas and then into Nashville, Tennessee, and then up through Kentucky in the western half of the state, and then going into uh, Illinois. So I I can't confirm that, but I can tell you this: if Jim Beam asks us to stop someplace, we're going to stop. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a good store. Um, I think you guys will love it up there. Um, if they offer, y'all take it. All they got to yeah, do is we'll offer me done. a taste of Booker's, and I'm there. <laughs> You're good to go. All right, Bill, get back to work. Oh, we're on break now, so yeah, I'll just get to work. All right. Thanks, Bill. Yep, yeah, yeah, bye. Have a good day. Uh, I think the Ford Ford people are very very excited. Look, it's a great situation anyway. It's not you can't even call it a cause. It's just. Uh, the right thing to do. It's not a cause. It's just the right thing to do. As you said, 30 people a day. Last I heard, uh, when I sat down with Tony in Punta Cana, I said, I understand 22 people a day uh, commit suicide. He goes, no, it's a lot higher than that. And you, yeah. you had thrown out the number 30 today, and it's higher than that, as a matter of fact, because they don't include some of those as right. suicides. Right. So what we'll do, how often do you think you can check in from the road once this happens? And, and obviously, uh, we'll have you in more before you even leave, uh, you know, once every couple of weeks or once a month or whatever it takes to, uh, to get more sponsors uh, hooked up. Uh, so more people can understand. Uh, more people listening around the, the United States in the various states can find out where you're going to be in their state like Bill just did. And maybe uh, greet you and come and see you and say hello and offer the, some support and donate right on the spot. So, sure. uh, yeah, it's Mar- March 15th, so we got April, May, and June. 
Uh, yeah, it's coming up quick. Yeah, so every couple of weeks we check in, check in every couple of weeks, and uh, and we'll make sure that everybody knows about this. We're going to talk about this on the morning show as well. So um, it's just an honor to be – look, we, we've made it very clear on the morning show and on the Tom Bernard Show here in the afternoon. We support law enforcement. We support uh, the military. We, uh, I was told that story. Was that you that told yeah. me a story that they, wouldn't ser- they won't serve uh, uniform cops at some coffee shop in California? No, that didn't come oh. to me. Oh, my God. It's just it's maddening. So we will stay on top of this, Tony, and make sure that this all gets taken care of. I appreciate that very much. I'll be doing everything I can to come in and talk whenever you want me to. Yeah, and, and if you can't come in, just give us a quick call on the phone. That'll, be, that'll work. I have a phone, come to think of it. Yeah, I could do that. No. I can do that. <laughs> when, when we're out on the road, though, I have to just to you know expand on that notion a little bit. When we're out on the road, we've got a there's a movie production company following us around to turn this into a documentary movie and a like a mini series for for television broadcast. Um, so every single day on the road, I'm already meeting with the producers and and talking with those people. And and every day on the road, I got to spend 90 minutes looking at the dailies. So. <laughs> So the, the, the average for this thing, for me, and, and I'm really looking forward to it because for me, that it's just, I, I have to do it. And I'm just driven to, yep. Th- this yep. is, uh, it, it's what I get to give back. And I've had a pretty decent career. I'm, I'm older now and, you know, looking for uh, that first job. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm, I'm, the averages on this thing are, I think, 11 hours a day. We're, oh, man. we're we're moving from seven in the morning till six at night every day, and then I'm going to have to check in with you know we'll all stop and have our dinner while we get checked into the hotel, and then I got to spend ninety minutes with the film crew looking at the dailies, right? Because there's right. you know there we got five cameras recording everything. Currently, the plan is to have five cameras recording everything as we roll down the road, um, and we want to be able to catch it while it's fresh in our mind. If we wait till we come home and then we do it a month later, yeah, we're going to yeah. be saying, "Well, I don't remember that day. I don't remember that day." And it should be a lot of fun. In fact, I talked to uh, Minnesota DOT today. Started the conversations because I want our first uh, bridge that we cross to be the old lift bridge in Stillwater. Are they going to let you do it? Uh, they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. Wonderful. So we, we've we've started the conversation. All right, Tony, before you leave, make sure you get the phone number. We will talk about this all the time. We'll write up, as a matter of fact, a PSA about it. Uh, we'll stay in touch. We'll get this done. And thank you so much for coming in today. Now you got to get up and move because you can't sit in the same chair very long. That's right. It's, it's time for me to go. All right, Tony, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having Goldstarride.org. me. Goldstarride.org. That's goldstarride.org. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. At 763-401-SOLD, the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. 
That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, you're doing all the motorcycle music. Now we're talking. Thank you again to Tony Price from goldstarride.org. And if you know uh, any veterans out there, tell them to listen to the show because we'll keep you in, uh, informed as to where they are, what they're doing, how things are going. There are tons and tons of veterans out there that need to know about this, so please pass the word along. Have them tune in when uh, they can hear Tony talk about this. He's going to check in every couple of weeks and as often as he can while he's on the road, hopefully weekly when he's on the road. That, that would be wonderful. Our special guest, Eric Bigger. How you doing, Eric? Man, I'm phenomenal. How you doing, Tom? Things are wonderful. We just talked about uh, Gold Star uh, veterans, unfortunately, people losing their lives, and how we can support families of people who have lost a loved one uh, in the uh, serving serving the United States. So it was a gr- is a great subject, and it was a very up subject, a very positive what they're doing. And now we talk to you, Eric Bigger, from the Bachelorette. You you're in the podcast world now. Yeah, I'm in the podcast world. I'm, I'm into this podcast world. I'm a work. It's almost teasing, you know. I have a lot to learn, but it's been fun so far. It has been fun. It's been great. What's the name of your podcast? Yeah. So the name of my podcast is Bigger Talks. You bigger know, t- Bigger Talks. Very bigger. <laughs> uh, the platform is Podcast One. Uh, you can download it at the Podcast One app for Android users and Apple Podcasts. All bigger right. Talks is all about you know in life we have. We have small talk. You know, we ask, like, what do you do for work? What's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? But no one really asks, you know, people, like, how you feeling? What are you going through? You know, like you just had an episode about veterans. Like, that's something deep. That's a bigger conversation that the world and people need to hear and know about that people are losing their lives and their families are impacted. So, you know, from my perspective, I would want to talk to someone from a family or a veteran and get their understanding of what that's really like and not what people think it's like from a general perspective. If that makes sense. But, yeah, bigger talks, Eric, bigger. It makes total sense to me. Eric, did you grow up on the east side or the west side of Baltimore? West side. West side. West Baltimore. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just want to – most people – Really? Think, I don't think most people know about know, know about Baltimore and the east side and the west side. And, uh, Baltimore is an interesting city. Yeah, it's city. a big difference. You ever seen The Wire? What's TV that? The Wire? You ever see the TV show The Wire? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's Baltimore. That's the part of Baltimore I'm from. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's a little dangerous, but that's West Baltimore. Yeah, it's West Baltimore. Eric, a very, very quick story about that. Uh, David, uh, God, I can't remember his name, though, the producer of the show, I, I interviewed him, and he was talking about the fact that uh, back when they were shooting The Wire in Baltimore, the mayor of Baltimore called him and said, look, you can't shoot that series in Baltimore anymore. You're, gonna make a, you're making us look terrible, and you can't shoot your series in Baltimore anymore. You're out. And he said, oh, okay, that's fine, no problem. I'll just shoot it in another city. And the mayor said, yeah, that's a good thing. And a guy said, yeah, but there's one thing you have to understand, Mr. Mayor. I'm still going to say it's Baltimore. <laughs> 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 that's a phenomenal like that story. 
So it's it. So you want to talk? Oh, that's awesome. You want to talk about people growing up uh, like you did, or you know, you talk. They talk about you being the textbook product of a broken home. Uh, Bigger knew early on that odds were stacked against him when he witnessed too many unfortunate fates among his friends and families. He became determined to take control of his destiny and began the journey that would forever change his life. How did you get that done, Eric? How did you change your life? Uh, you know, this is why I want people to listen to this this, uh, this, this tune in right now. Understand is that, honestly, how I got through it was sports. Basketball changed my life. You know, I was, I was okay enough to play on a good basketball team and go to college. But throughout my childhood, basketball gave me something to focus on. It was my love. It was my girlfriend. It was my job. So I didn't have to go and sell drugs and commit crimes and get in trouble, for, you know, for being in the wrong place at the wrong time because mm-hmm. I had basketball. And I want, you know, young kids and uh, so parents to know that sports don't allow sports to use you. Because sometimes parents and athletes, young kids get caught up in the sport. They want to go to the pros and they don't make it and they had lack of education or understanding, and they put everything on the sport and not just the benefit of it. So basketball is what got me to where I'm at today because it gave me something to do, something to think about, and it also taught me uh, life skills, discipline, dedication, motivation, um, never giving up, and just being so curious as well is what got me where I'm at today. You know, I was just curious. I was like, I know there's something more than just Baltimore City. Where is it? You know, and I right. tell people, you know, seven years ago, I came to L.A. with $1,000 to my name, I knew one person, and I uh, slept on someone's couch for a whole year, <laughs> you know, yeah. and $500 a month, and that's how the journey started, after college. But so, I was curious, and I wasn't afraid to take the risk to come out here and figure it out. So I put in the work, and there's a lot of things that came with it, but basketball was the initiator. Basketball gave me hope that I could do better and get out of Baltimore. Now, did you play basketball at Hampton University? Yeah, so... I, I played in high school. I played in junior college. So when I went to Hampton, I was a walk-on. I was a walk-on probably for like a month and a half. Okay. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to play ball no more. Because at that time, it was very political, and I didn't have a scholarship. And at this time, I already had 80 credits. You know, I had already two A degrees from my junior college. And I said, you know what? I decided to make a decision to, you know, quit basketball. And from there, my personality opened up, and I saw myself more than an athlete. You know, uh, people like me for who I was. Yeah. Sports, I did go to school, had my own organization, and all these things evolved from making a decision not to play. So I didn't continue playing basketball, I played in the middle, but I finished um, uh, finished at Hampton, graduated, entrepreneurship degree. But at my time at Hampton, I also did the radio show. You know, this was called the Yard Radio Show, and oh, I was God. the host. That's how this whole having a voice and speaking really started for me, all because of basketball again. <laughs> I made a decision not to play, and the opportunity to be a radio host came to my life and it opened me up so but basketball was was, was the work for everything now eric you talk about being the product of a broken home what was it was your mother the one that kind of pushed you along was it your father your mother who was it that pushed you and say hey you got you can do much better it, than this eric well it, it, that's the thing that's what i was lacking as a kid like my mom and dad never in my life seen them together ever mm-hmm. you know my mom was single my dad was a very my dad was a provider and not a guider he would buy me sneakers, he would buy me video games, he would buy me clothes, but he never spent time and showed me the ropes for how to do this or how to do that. And my mom was there. She would teach me, you know, to have banners and drink people ride and clean up. Okay. But emotionally, I didn't have that connection. We didn't have conversations about, you know, sex, conversations about religion or how to deal with your finances. So a lot of the stuff, I was just self-taught and I was just self-motivated. 
you know, and a lot of things I just went and researched, you know, thanks to guys like Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor and Les Brown and yeah. Eric Thomas. Like, I, did a, I read a lot of books. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. So I was already self-motivated, um, and I just wanted more. And I made, a, I made up in my mind that no matter what, I'm going to figure it out and get what I'm I'm going to get you where I want to go. But I tell my mom and dad every day, thank you for making me. Because without you guys, I wouldn't be here. And I think if my mom was if my mom was in my life the way I wanted her to be, I probably wouldn't be in this position. And I probably would be spoiled. Yeah. And I wouldn't have no challenges early on. Yeah. So those challenges made me who I am today. So it all benefited on the back end. Now, you did graduate magna cum laude from Hampton uh, University, correct? Yeah, I did. Yep. That's, that's I was a, I was a bookworm, you know. I probably had one C my whole college career. And that was pre cal and that was pretty hard. <laughs> but I love learning, you know. Well, that's wonderful. I, you, that was you, another motivator. You had to be pretty proud that day. Graduated magna cum laude from Hampton University, a bachelor's degree in entrepreneurship, as you pointed out earlier. Was your big break when you were featured right. in Essence magazine? Was that the huge break for you, or, or, or what was a what would you consider the biggest break that you got? I mean, honestly, it was just the Bachelorette. I mean, that was probably the biggest yeah, break. You know, okay. the Essence magazine, I didn't I didn't do national commercials. I didn't do, like, print ads. But, you know, I live in L.A. Everybody did book commercials and do print stuff. And, you know, I think for me was being on TV. That's what really gave a break for that long period of time because forget my look or forget where I come from. People get to know my people, people had a chance to know my story. And I think in all of life, people don't buy products. They buy stories. Everything that's created... Like, you have a story, Tom. You've been through things. There's things that people probably don't know about, but right. it's your story that was, what got you where you are today, and I think that's what's important is a person's story. And I think that's what gave me my big break to be where I'm at today, having my own podcast, having a voice, and having this interview with you right now. This is my story, and I didn't know that me being myself was going to get me there. Because people were like, you're so genuine, you're so honest, and you're so real. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I'm just being me. And that's what I learned, being authentic and just owning, you know, who I am and embracing it. Because, you know, honestly, I was afraid to show the world I was from Baltimore. <laughs> you know, I was insecure about that. So I don't know where I really come from. But it also made people like me even more to see how far I came. So it was a story. Well, I think you proved to America that it can be done no matter where you are. Because, again, people, if you've never been in West Baltimore, you don't know how far Eric has come. Uh, and what I like about your message, Eric, is you, you talk about creating a dialogue of health and peace and prosperity. How, man, I, I'll tell you something, Eric. It drives me nuts, the hate that people pretend to have for one another on social media, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or wherever it is. You talking uh, about dialogue, I think, is very, very important. People like you talking about dialogue is really important. Yeah, I mean, I think communication rules the nations. I mean, the more vulnerable you are, the more intimate you be, the more you'll be free because what we reveal, we heal. And I think a lot of times we don't speak up. Even with these allegations with the Me Too, the times that with all the women out there, shout out to all the women in the world, women over everything, they're speaking up and things are changing. Things are, you know, things are manifesting and things are shifting because people are speaking up. So when people learn how to speak up and do things differently with confidence, things change. Because there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. No one knew me who I was. Nobody knew Eric Bigger last year, you know? But it was because of my story going on TV, me opening myself up to the world is why I could be in a position. And I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. And I think vulnerability wins. And dialogue is important. 
even apologize if they when you're wrong. Like that's important. Even forgiving someone when they hurt you, that's important. That's what bitter talk is about. To have those conversations, to have the understanding that we're not going to always agree. There are going to be crucial conversations that you're not going to want to have, but it's okay. It's okay to talk about sex. It's part of life. It's okay to talk about finances. It's part of life. It's okay to talk about religion because people believe in certain things. These things are all part of life and it's all part of bigger talks. And that's what I want to bring to the conversation today. Some people had to voice their opinion and, you know, let people hear it. Why not? Everybody's different. Do you get a lot of kickback from certain people in different communities? Like, ah, nah, you know, you, 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 people, people hate you, or people hate this, or people hate that, or uh, Eric, it's not going to work, and your your message is too positive. You got to be stronger, and you got to be, you got to be. It's the mean street, so you got to be mean. Do you get a lot of that? Because I hear that from a lot of young young. Ah, uh, you know, I get that. How are you so positive? I yep, don't get yep. it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> So that's what people don't understand. You know, how are you so right. positive? I'm like, and then, you know, at one point, you know, it was like, man, you need to have some drama or something to have. You need to, I said, listen, I come from negativity. I come from drama. That's why I'm positive. I know what that life is like. I yep. know what that side is yep. like. And every day is not perfect and peachy for me. That's what people understand. I have my off days where I'm not as positive, and I don't like that other side of me. But that's part of who I am, you know? And I think before the show, I was the people pleaser. I wanted to be people that was happy on the ground. Now I'm like, no, oh, I'm showing you that this is how I feel. And every day is not an uplifting day. I might be happy, but I'm still going through things. And it's okay to voice that and show people that. I just think people don't understand it. The world we live in, if they, it doesn't make sense to a person or it doesn't benefit them or they don't understand it, they hate it or they try to make fun of it or they joke on it. Yep. Hate is only because you don't understand it. You don't understand what you're hating, so, you know, it's all about understanding. People go up what they see, not what they know. They see the guy in a Bentley, oh, he has money. You don't know that. They see a pretty girl, oh, she, I know she's confident. No, she might be insecure. Just because she's beautiful doesn't mean that she's confident, you know? So I would tell people to seek to understand, then to be understood. And ask people to ask questions before you have to make the assumption. You don't really know that person until you know them. How many you judge on the outside, but who is this person? Why are they that way? <laughs> Eric, how many so, episodes of the podcast? Like bigger... everything, you know. How many episodes of Bigger Talk do you do, you do uh, every week? You know what? We got five. Not throughout every Friday, but tomorrow, which is Friday, I have three episodes. Then we'll just try to knock out just in case I have to travel or yeah. I have to be. Yep. So I like to get a lot done up front. I don't have to be on schedule all the time if something comes up. I understand. So tomorrow's a busy day for me. Eric, great having you on the show. I love your message of positivity, and and uh, you, you make a hell of a lot of sense, Eric. Uh, and we'll have to come. I want to be on your show to talk to you about your show. Yeah, you got to come on, Tom. I would love to have you. Positivity wins. It's miracle season, and it's bitter talk. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. You continue to win. You continue to be successful. And Carl, don't let nothing stop you, not even yourself. You're a good man. Eric Bigger, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, it's called Bigger Talks. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.